Hi, I'm Iris Muller. I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor and a proud mom of two children, one of whom has quadriplegic cerebral palsy and is nonverbal. And I'm Alma Schneider, a licensed clinical social worker and the proud mom of four children, one of whom has Prader-Willi syndrome. In this podcast, we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. This is Two Moms No Fluff. and welcome to Two Moms No Fluff, the podcast in which we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. With me is my friend and colleague and partner, Alma Schneider, and I am Iris Meller. Nice to see everybody again, and thank you for all of you that are joining us today for the first time. Today, our topic is... We are going to be talking about ceremonies, life ceremonies, milestones, and how that feels for families of children with disabilities. Yes, and I uh, have to say that uh, coming from Israel where um, there's a lot of kind of involvement of uh, religion in ceremonies for uh, marriage ceremonies and uh, uh, babies, I guess, naming ceremonies uh, that is also known as, the, known as the births for boys and the happiness of a daughter for a girl. Uh, I come from a secular family and many times it seemed like it's not going to be the right fit for us to celebrate in uh, the religious way because the messages didn't coincide with my own belief system. So I found myself uh, many times in a position that we needed to kind of create a ceremony that would be more appropriate to our family. And I think this was a really good uh, practice because later on when uh, we had to plan my daughter's bat mitzvah party, which is a ceremony, a Jewish ceremony for coming of age, we had to use those uh, skills and create something new that was tailored especially for her and her abilities and needs. So I'll share a little bit more about it later. Okay, yeah, there are so many ceremonies in every culture, whether you're, you know, Asian, uh, in an Asian culture or a Muslim culture, um, Jewish, Christian, every culture has, has ceremonies, rituals, and it might not feel comfortable to do with your child with a disability for a variety of reasons. If they have behaviors that you're concerned about or, you know, physical um, challenges, but everything, this is, I think this will be the main point of this episode today. Everything can be modified so that you have an important milestone celebration ceremony for your family. It doesn't have to be exactly like it's prescribed for everyone else or what other people do, what you've seen. You, this is an opportunity, as Iris said, to be creative and to make it meaningful, whatever that means to you. So I'll use um, uh, my son's bar mitzvah as an example. Um, he read um, from the Torah, the, the Jewish the Jewish book. Um, he did not do the entire the entire portion that a child would do, but he did it well. We had uh, we incorporated a lot of our own personal. Um, things in there like music. We had people from the community come. And I made a point of inviting people who had really 
um, been meaningful to him. And I didn't invite a lot of other people. And I might not have done that for my other children's bar, um, bar and bat mitzvahs, but it was the, even the, the participants um, I hand selected because they were important in our life with him. So even, you know, going down to the audience or the people who are participating, you can create anything you want. And if people judge you, you know what? Who cares? <laughs> it's not their life so just you know there is a whole community out there for you to support you in whatever you want to do so please remember that first and foremost you don't have to do everything exactly like it was done for you or for people in your in your life yes I think that uh, for me uh, what was helpful when uh, there were opportunities that I needed to create my own ceremony for a, a transition uh, I guess ceremony Uh -huh. What helped is that I looked back to kind of still my religious origin and the culture that I came from, and I handpicked the elements that seemed relevant to me, to my family, to my children, and then uh, from, from those I used uh, other elements that fit better uh, for our needs and our family. And the thing is to try and put your child in the center of the event and think about the, um, the things that symbolize them to you in that ceremony and the things that would make them happy in that ceremony. And uh, sometimes it's very easy to do depending on uh, your child's ability and how they kind of function and what is their uh, kind of circle of support. Sometimes it might be really, really hard and you reach an age and stage where it, the, the ceremony is kind of like a part of the, I guess, the normal routine for everybody else and you're expected to or hoping to do the ceremony for your child too. Two things. One, it is okay. I'm giving you an okay to skip the ceremony. If it doesn't fit your need, your, your uh, lifestyle, and it just puts more unnecessary pressure on you, it is okay. I'm sure it is fine with other people. If you decide to skip a ceremony, that is okay. But if you do decide to celebrate and you're stuck in that corner that, uh, okay, my child is supposed to do A, B, C for this ceremony or be uh, able to accomplish uh, Y and Z to, to prove that he's now an adult or whatever it is that is the cultural expectation maybe around that, you can celebrate the passage of time. The mm -hmm. passage of time, your child has been with you for let's say 16 years and now you're celebrating her six, sweet 16 and even though there isn't any evidence of maturity or evidence of independence you can still celebrate the passage of time and I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Yes absolutely and you don't have to do things on the schedule for example going back to a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah We did ours, you know, a year later um, for my daughter, even we had a COVID, you know, in, uh, uh, we just missed COVID, but a lot of people did them way after COVID. You can do, if your child is, has a lot of anxiety, you can do your ceremony over Zoom if they don't want to be around other people, if that's a concern. There are so many ways to, to modify a ceremony to fit your family. And again, 
I always bring it up, but if you have community, it will be much easier and a lot less stressful because you'll have people to talk to about this. So let's say you have family members who are very opposed to you doing it in your the way that you want to do it. You need to go to your community. You can vent, you can commiserate, and um, you can get the validation that this is something that you want to do or need to do. And it's there's nothing that can compete or compare to having a supportive group of people who really understand you and your situation. So that's, you know, first, that's, that's so important before you even start planning, you know, an alternative type of ceremony. It doesn't have to be like everyone else's because your family's not like everyone else's. And really ceremonies are meant to be something meaningful for you and for the person going through the ceremony. So that's called, you know, accommodating. So if you need to do that and you have family members or, you know, friends who, who judge you for that, it's perhaps it's time to, um, to not focus on them for this part of your life. Yes. Don't tell them that I said that because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, I feel that um, when uh, my daughter's bat mitzvah came and, and uh, given everybody that that was an event that was, uh, it was supposed to happen, I think, eight days into the first quarantine with the pandemic and got canceled and never got to be celebrated. But uh, the whole idea in mind was to, in that event, celebrate all of her team and the people that worked with her all of those years, the, the PT, the OT, the speech therapist, music therapist, art therapist, the aides that were with her and, and to just uh, use that time and space, not just to acknowledge the child, but all of those people, the village, you know, the people mm -hmm. that really give their heart and soul into her success. And, uh, just uh, thinking about those, this opportunity to invite those people to uh -huh. give them a good meal that we paid for, to have them be celebrated for their uh -huh. amazing work for our child, uh, things that they do that money can never compensate for the investment of uh, uh, not just the, the, the time, but putting their heart and soul into my child's success. So I really want to invite you when you're thinking about uh, the events to think about the, the stakeholders, who are the people that really make this child uh, who they are and to include them in how you plan your celebration. Yes, that's an excellent point. And we did the same thing. We even invited Lincoln's, uh, the person who cut his hair, like people who really have 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 watched him grow up and you know like you said the the ot's and the pt's from school and um you know bus drivers think, think people like that who don't typically get to be invited to something like this but who are such important and integral parts of our child's life um it's 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 a beautiful way to bring everyone together and bring it you know full circle and just acknowledge people. So that was something that's something that's very important for me in these kinds of ceremonies. It's like a thank you to the community um, and the friends. You know, I invited a lot of my friends who don't even have much to do with Lincoln, but who have supported me to be able to support him. So it's it's really a nice way to um, bring everyone together for that. 
um, you know, and there are communions that people celebrate, first communion, second communions, marriages. I know um, some cultures uh, celebrate um, when a baby is 100 days old. Um, there are all sorts of ceremonies in the world. And again, they can be, if a child can't leave their house, bring the people into the house. They're, you know, just, and if you belong to a, you know, a religious or a cultural institution um, and they're not willing to accommodate, it's maybe time to think about, you know, switching because this is not, um, this is about um, making, uh, making milestones and, and, um, celebrations accessible to everyone because everyone has, you know, everyone has a need. And if your um, organization that you're affiliated with is not uh, open to accommodating, you know, it, it, might, it might behoove you to check out some other ones in the area that might be more accommodating because not every, not every religious or uh, cultural institution is willing to bend the rules and you might need something that's a little less formal or even the most formal institutions sometimes have excellent accommodations. So, you know, you do, again, you know, I hate to say do your research because it's more work um, for us all to do, but again, have a friend do some research, have a um, family member do some research for you to see if there's something in your area or even online that is more more accessible for you yeah if there's a will there's a way yes <laughs> and that being said i wanted to say something as you know we moved a lot and uh, for example when my son was born uh, uh, first of all we were in a place that we didn't have you know a, a big group of uh, friends or or family members and it was really, really hard to celebrate. And I decided, ah, we don't have who to celebrate with. We'll just skip. This was <laughs> before the Zoom days, <laughs> the happy Zoom days that we're all familiar with. And I wanted to say that you can have a ceremony just in your family, even if it's just you and your spouse celebrating or you and your child, and you can do something and film it on video and just have a souvenir that mm -hmm. you've made something and if you are creating your own personal ceremony whether you share it uh, just with your child or spouse or uh, whether you do a big public uh, ceremony with the friends and family mm -hmm. um, the things that you can rely on to kind of put the meat into the the actual ceremony itself and uh, if you're a vegetarian excuse me for using that phrase but tofu <laughs> into the into the ceremony Yes, exactly. So you just uh, can rely on things that you are inspired by. I usually like to use poetry. Poetry for me is like a, a modern prayer. So uh, use poetry, use musics and uh, music and songs that you are connected uh, to. Use, um, I guess, uh, writings of others. If you can use quotes and the passages from books that you uh, like and appreciate, uh, things that are relevant to that specific transition ceremony. And if you are using a, a, a your community to join you in that ceremony, think of the people that you have in your life. Invite your friend who's playing the flute to play the instrument while uh, during the ceremony do like a two minute uh, um, I guess performance invite your friend who's a good singer to sing the song that your child really likes 
And mm -hmm. by that, you're bringing together your community and you're also uh, making the ceremony much more interesting to everyone who is involved. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's an excellent point. And include, you know, we've talked about this before as well, but including uh, friends and relatives who may have disabilities in the ceremony and accommodate for them as well. So it's not just the person who the ceremony is for or about who might have a disability, but involving people who have disabilities and accommodating them. So for example, we talked about how Iris's daughter uh, read poetry through her speaking device, her Toby at Lincoln's bar mitzvah. There can be people who, um, who might be good artists and they have a disability and they're at, but they are non-speaking and can't participate in that way but you can string up their art at the ceremony so they can you know be a part of it in that way it takes create you know some some thought but it's this is something positive and productive this kind of thought it's not like the grueling research it's a way to wow how can we open up this ceremony to everyone who's important in in our child's life in a way that's meaningful and personal, because that's really what a ceremony is about. It's about intimacy. It's about people who care about each other. So however you can do that, whether it's through drawing, through music, through dance, through um, anything at all that just brings you, you know, even playing a song um, on a, on a, um, you know, on a phone that's amplified, that is important to the people in the, in the in the ceremony or the child who's being celebrated just get creative get creative yes and uh, we found ourselves uh, in the past having to translate to our american friends to translate let's say the poetry from hebrew which was quite a task but uh, it in I think that it was a nice thing to be able to kind of share a piece of our culture with our friends that uh, are in a different country. And uh -huh. in the same, uh, same way, we did have uh, two things that I think that people like doing usually in ceremonies, and that is sing together, like uh, find a song that you know that most of the people are familiar with and they can join you in singing. And also, uh, this is something that I know you also have done in your kids' <laughs> ceremonies, and that is like a, a, a slideshow in which you uh -huh. can show your child in different uh, stages of their life, in different situations. And even if uh, some of these are, are not like the, the best moments, but moments in which you know that the people in this room was, were there to help and support you, it's sometimes really touching for them to, to be reminded of those times and uh, in a way- The old montage, the old photo montage. Yes, yes. And that's, <laughs> that's I think always a nice one. If you pair it with nice music, I think uh -huh. people always enjoy that. And um, I, I want to add one more piece about invitations. Uh -huh. In the invitation to your event, you're always, uh, I guess, able to add a small card and say in it, as you all know, Jake really likes musical instruments. However, to help me keep my sanity, I'm requesting that if you're purchasing a gift, make it something that does not make noise. Thank mm. you in advance <laughs> or something of that sort, because you, you might be helping your guests to help you. And yes. although uh, um, 
I think sometimes we have to like come up with all the requests. I think it, it is also kindness to let our guests know what can help us during the ceremony. And uh -huh. uh, it's maybe not something that people usually do, but in our families, we sometimes need to do new things that people are not familiar with. And I think exactly. that most of the times it, it got uh, well accepted by, by everyone. <laughs> Yeah, and on that note, we also we've mentioned this in other um, in other episodes, but a lot of kids who have disabilities have a special needs trust, which means that they have money that the family sets aside through it's a legal trust um, that is money just for them, and it is not taxed um, or not taxed as heavily. And it's really important, as awkward as it might seem, if you are having your child participate in a ceremony where they're probably going to get money as gifts, to ask people to write a check to the trust as opposed to writing it to, to the family or to the child. Because um, as awkward as that might seem, it, you know, and it might seem tacky to do, to assume that somebody's going to give money, but there's a way to phrase it that if you, you know, it is not necessary to give a gift, but if you choose to give a monetary gift, we would, we, you know, kindly ask that you make a check out to the trust because that money, um, if a child has too much money outside of the trust, they might not get services. They might not be eligible for services later. So you're really helping the family and the child by donating to that trust, gifting to that trust, as opposed to the family or the, just the child's name. So, you know, I've gotten into discussions with people about, you know, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's really tacky, but I've done it and people appreciated knowing that because they would much rather, you know, do, uh, give money that will be helpful to the child in the future than to have that money uh, be punitive for that child so that they won't be able to get services later. So these are all awareness raising things that people simply don't know. Um, and we're, we have to educate. And again, it's it can be awkward, it can feel tacky, but I don't know, the old, the longer I'm at this game, the less I care about stuff like that. And I just care, it's like, you know, sorry, two moms, no fluff. There's no fluff here. If you're gonna give my kid money, give it to the trust because I, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with the, you know, the other stuff. So, you know, I probably would not be saying this, you know, if my child were an infant, I wouldn't feel comfortable, but I am giving you the, I'm giving you the, the strength and the validation that it's okay to do it if your child is little. Um, and if you feel that your child's going to need a trust later, you know what? Tell them Alma sent you. <laughs> <laughs> if they have any issue with it or questions, they can come talk to me. <laughs> but, but most people are not going to be offended by that. They're going to see, wow, there's really a need here. And I want to be part of helping. Yeah, um, that's a good one. I, uh, I think uh, my words to kind of summarize everything is that if uh, you're at this point that you are planning a ceremony, that you're thinking about planning a ceremony, sit for a moment with yourself and try to envision this. If doing the work of planning the ceremony of having the guests come over and all that fills you with some hope and joy, then go through the trouble. But if it's another daunting task that only complicates your very complicated life anyway, you don't owe it to anyone to have a ceremony. Your child by nature of being a child would continue to grow and develop 
and you don't have to invite the whole neighborhood to celebrate that. You can just appreciate it on your own. So do what's best for you as the parent uh -huh. first and then think about everyone else. Alma, what else do you want to tell our guests today before we end? I think we've covered, I think we've covered it. It's just really, you know, the main points are do what feels comfortable. Uh, there's always remember that there are things that you can change or modify to make it more comfortable for you. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. There are things that you can modify to make it work for you. And again, this should be a joyous occasion. It shouldn't be something that fills you with dread and stress. This should overall be something positive. And if that means only inviting family members, your closest friends who really get, get it, then just do that. You, again, you, like Ira said, you don't owe this to anybody. This is something that um, really is for you and your family and your friends or you know whoever's important to you. So you know, it, if you have people pressuring you to do other things, go to your community and, and get validation and commiserate because there will be people who do understand um, what you're trying to do or what you're trying not to do. And that's, that's all I have to say. And we'll continue talking about these kind of things, but uh, we hope we've given you a little bit of guidelines and advice and support. Awesome. So anyone who wants to share either in our online support group or wants to share uh, on our online page on Facebook, what you've done with your family and your children and how do you celebrate uh, transition ceremonies with your children with disabilities will be delighted to hear and learn and get some new ideas. Thank you everyone for joining us today and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. For more information, please go to www.twomomsnofluff.com. Thank you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give it a five-star rating so more people can hear it. Thank you.